Hello everyone and welcome to season three of Real Talk with Brad Webb. Today we're sitting down with Councilman Roosevelt Johnson and discussing We Love Sin Law and the current problems that we are facing in our community. We hope you enjoy so stay tuned for the conversation. All right. Hey, everyone out there. Pastor Brad here. We are back for a brand new episode of Real Talk. Uh, man, we're kicking off 2020 with uh, some good subject pieces and content that we're going to be talking about. I do apologize for the latter part of 2019 that we did not have as many episodes to finish the year as we wanted to, but uh, I had a lot of problems with my voice, and today you will probably tell along the way I'm still struggling with some things. So I uh, appreciate your prayers, but we're going <laughs> to... <clears throat> we're going to get cranked up here. I apologize for the cough that I may have, but um, we're going to have a great conversation today. Uh, a while back, you may have noticed uh, some of our billboards around town. We kicked off a theme called We Love Senla. And uh, today we want to expand on that conversation. And I have a great guest with me today. Uh, Roosevelt Johnson was a, a council member here for the city council of Alexandria for a while. Uh, Councilman Roosevelt, great to have you today, man. Thanks great, for jumping on. It's great to be on the show, and it's great to be a part of uh, We Love Sinla. Uh, I saw that billboard. It was a, a media attention grabber and with that heart in it. So it tells a story. It tells a story about people. It tells a story about our community. It tells a story of expectations of where do we go, mm-hmm. you know, what – and how important it is to our community. And I want to say thank you for your encouragement. I mean, immediately when that billboard went up, you called me that same week and said, boy, Pastor, I like that. That's that's a good thing. So I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for that and your encouragement. And you've always been an encourager, especially as we multiplied the second campus on the south side of town. And uh, it was more in your district and where you live. And uh, <clears throat> I know you've we've done some partnerships together, cleaning up Martin Park. <laughs> And those things in the past. So, uh, man, it's great to have you. Hey, a couple of things I want to talk about, though, today is because even this morning I was listening to some of the local talk radio and the conversation is, uh, man, people is just like, what's next? I mean, the last four weeks in the city of Alexandria has been tumultuous, to say the least, um, from shootings and bombs and bomb threats and uh, our chief police on administrative leave. There's just so much unrest, I think, would be a good way of putting it. Not in the streets, but unrest in the minds of the people. Uh, burglaries have been through the roof, you know, even where I live. Uh, we've dealt with that not long ago. You know, we had someone that was killed on the street that I live on, right next to it in Charles Park. And so I think a lot of people are asking themselves, what what is going on in our city. And today, I want to thank you for the time you've given us to jump into this conversation, because I believe with all my heart that the one answer to that and what we're facing right now is for Sinla to know that it's loved and to know that it's cared for. Because right now, I feel like we're getting the opposite of that. I feel like people think that it's the opposite of being loved is what they're feeling. And, uh, Man, it's just an interesting place where we are. So just kind of give me your uh, view on that and what you're thinking. And, you know, is that off base, the sentiment that we're feeling in the community and in the town? And uh, what is your view on loving sin law? Well, one of the things uh, uh, that's important for our audience uh, is that uh, in my background, you know, I worked in television 22 years, you know, covering uh 
things that were just stated, the good, the bad, um, and what's the things and items that make our community better. Uh, I've served in city government 14 out of 15 years, president three times. I've seen across the board everything that a community can face. But one of the things and um, love and son law and our hope is our inner faith, our inner strength to endure, to overcome, to do what's best in a loving uh, way of uh, things that lie ahead. But it all comes back to the church family. It also comes back to our inner faith of believing that the things that we can do to believe, achieve, and to move away from those things that are tragic, uh, how do we overcome it? Uh, we overcome it by our inner, sp- uh, inner faith and our inner spirit to believe through uh, God's will that we can make a change, that mm-hmm. we can be better. We can be mm-hmm. a better community. We can be a stronger community. We can do those things that's incumbent upon all of us mm-hmm. to say, mm-hmm. what can we do together to come together in our spirit of love, brotherhood, sisterhood, all the things that's important to us um, in the city of Alexandria, Rapids, Parish. So uh, when we talk about things uh, that we can overcome, things that's happened the last four weeks, our strong directive is we must love, pray together, and come to the table and say, look, what can we do to change our course and put a message out from church to church, civic group to civic group, all those things that we have to do uh, to um, come together as a whole and as one. And that's what's important on the model we love, sin law. But in that sign, and what that, does that sign tell us, you know, about that heart, uh, uh, in there, and our uh, community has to have the heart, uh, the deepest heart, a loving heart to say, look, uh, we have to address the situation. We have to do what's best for uh, our community. We must do what's best in God's will and God's way. That's a great word. And that's the thing. When we started the We Love Sin Lie, I had several people reach out to us. And um, matter of fact, one guy even advised us on the marketing side. He's like, well, you know, you may want to put your church name on that. And I just smile because <clears throat> we love Sinla is not a family of grace thing. There's no way that one church can possibly love all of Sinla and them really feel it. And so we started working on we love Sinla um, almost a year ago. It was um, March of last year when as a staff we said, what do we want to be as a church? If somebody said, if, if they, what do we want to be known for? And man, after a lot of prayer and seeking the Lord, man, we just said we want to be known for the church that loves Sin Law. Not just the people in Sin Law that are like us, but every demographic, every zip code, every street, every neighborhood, and even for those people that are homeless and displaced. That we, If you're in central Louisiana, we want to love you. And, uh, you know, we did that intentionally. Because we want everybody to be able to pick up that brand, to be able to pick up that sign. Man, local businesses even uh, coming on board and saying, you know what? We want to be part of an outward expression so that Sinlon knows that it's love. As you mentioned already, other churches coming together and and nonprofits. uh, Because, you know, it's one thing to say you love it, but we need to show Sinlon that we love it. And um, it's it's an outward expression of the inward love that we feel. And so in that dynamic, man, I look forward to just coming alongside you and your current role and what God's doing in your life right now as we bring people together for that main purpose, you know. 
Um, one of the things that, and I tell you, even after my call to you and I first saw it, the logo, and we love Sinlon. When I looked at it, my thoughts were this. It's a story about people. It's a story about love. It's a story about coming together. It's, it's a story about uh, who we are, what we are, what we want to accomplish. Our success as a community, our success in churches, our success as uh, a community, a city, a parish, uh, working through the state. But uh, the love of what we do, how we do it, um, has to be done. Uh, not just saying it, but actually doing it by uh, our interactions of change uh, uh, from things that has happened the last few weeks, uh, telling the story from the pulpits about crime and what has to do to turn crime into love. It turned all those things that people do to show that uh, this is not the way things should be, but the way things can be uh, through the love of uh, We Love Cell Law. And those things are important to work for change. Uh, not only just, okay, I'm going to church on Sunday, we're going to work on loving on only one day, but love is things that we have to do every day. Every day. Um, and so those are things that I see uh, in the message of uh, We Love Cell Law. You know, and also it's, it's bigger than uh, the streaks of burglary that we've had in the last month. It's bigger than the events that have taken place because Senla has faced some difficult news economically. You know, we've lost businesses. We've lost, you know, with, uh, the, uh, man, a lot of our commerce is struggling. Uh, we see um, we see things opening up that's new, but we also see things that are closing that has been here for a very long time. And a lot of it's a, is a bigger than just Sinla, you know, uh, uh, nationwide big box stores that are closing. But man, every time you see one close, it's like, it sucks a little bit of air out of the environment. And, um, the message to love Sinla is much bigger than just saying, man, we're just going to try to address the systemic challenge that we have in central Louisiana. But that man, we want to really, help people know where they are and where they're serving that man, they can really and truly, uh, be encouraged to really make a difference. So, um, along those lines, uh, tell me a little bit, man, we're excited about at family of grace because, um, on the North end of town where our North campus is located, there's some new housing development that's happening there. And man, we're excited about all the new neighbors that are going to be coming there. And, uh, man, if I remember correctly, uh, you were probably part of that initiative to get a lot of that built and uh, a lot of those older complexes that have been around, I don't know what, since the 50s, uh, to have them rehabbed. And um, tell us a little bit about that, man, and how, how that excites you. One of the things that's really important is the Alexander Housing Authority and Joe Page is the uh, executive director. But uh, back um, in the uh, 80s, uh, and mid nineties, I served as the um, board chairman of the Alexander Affordable Housing Corporation. Uh, when we took a look at what can be done, and working with uh, organizations, grants, programs, uh, federal programs to enhance uh, uh, the uh, Alexandria uh, program, when it came down to all the units that's uh, located within <coughs> central Louisiana that we can get funding for, that we can look at uh, making changes to because there was a lot of pro uh, problems. That was areas where the units were getting flooded. Uh, there were, uh, like anything, uh, the homes were deteriorating. But 
now through a lot of programs, through a lot of grants, through a lot of uh, programs through the federal government, uh, those uh, housing units has been refurbished. That has have been refurbished. They look great. It's a great uh, way of quality of life for a lot of people who have a chance to move in great, a nice moderate housing. And so that's something I'm very proud to see throughout Central Louisiana. Over the next couple of years, you're going to have housing, I mean, for multitudes of families families and people um, on, the, uh, on, on your north campus. I mean, it's going to be a great uh, community uh, based on where this church is located. So I'm very proud of that, uh, what has been done, and this church's involvement in the community to have community reach, reach out. And that's very important for this church to reach out on both campuses. You don't find too many areas where you have a church where that has two campuses. And that's something that I think is great for our city, it's great for our community, to reach out to those individuals who need help and sisters and programs. And this church has reached out in our community. I've seen it and I've known it and I've participated with this church on doing great things for uh, the community <laughs> and great things, especially for the youth. And that's one thing, you know, people ask me a lot of times, well, why don't you just sell one of the campuses and and build one big one, you know? And I'm like, there's 198 new units that are being built near the North Campus. And uh, man, that's 198 new families that will be moving into that area. And a lot of them <clears throat> struggle with transportation and stuff. And it's like, if we say as a church – that we love everybody and we want to reach everybody, then I feel like we need to strategically place ourselves to be able to minister to those people and almost uh, have kind of a regional model, but yet a community model running simultaneously together on uh, on the same tracks, you know. Yeah, one of the things that's real important is uh, you're exactly right. People don't have transportation, and it's a great model uh, for those 198 units uh, to be um, touched and reached out to. Uh, we love Sinla. Uh, the story about reaching out to those communities, reaching out to the uh, those people who can be great parishioners of the church. And I think that's important, you know, uh, with the two-campus system to be right there across the street to say, look, mm -hmm. just come on across the street and be part of something that's great now. Our community, great for uh, that part of our city. Uh, we uh, be part of a great program within the church, a great program of love and togetherness, happiness, and to gain strength through uh, the way of life, through the quality of life, and uh, the teachings of God. And I think that's real important for this church and that part of the community. I appreciate that encouragement so much. And one of the things that really, uh, I, I want to talk a little bit more about this on We Love Sinlon because. I don't remember how long it's been now. It may have been a couple of years. Time flies so much. But I will. I remember listening to a State of the City address by our previous mayor, uh, Jacques Roy. And uh, he talked about othering in that uh, State of the City, I believe it was. And, man, as we start loving Sinlaw, really loving Sinlaw, we're going to have to get away from that and be unified more than ever. That doesn't mean that we're going to agree on everything. And I think that's one of the great tragedies that we face in our whole nation is that if we have developed a mindset that if I don't agree with you, I can't work with you. And, uh, man, I know that in churches it's, it's difficult. Start, I mean, that's theologically. 
I mean, so many churches won't work together because they have theological differences, and then that bleeds over into the city government and then into every other non nonprofit and things. But, man, as we move forward, I think that's one of the things that I most admired about you, uh, watching you serve our city, is because just like a loving parent, I mean, you you made decisions based on what was right for the city and not what was necessarily politically expedient for you. But preachers are going to have to do that. Pastors are going to have to start making those hard decisions as well. Like not what's just necessarily best for my congregation, but how is my congregation going to impact the city? I think so many churches have the mindset that the city exists for the church instead of their church or their nonprofit existing for the city. And they look at it as, okay, what can I get from the city? What can the city give me? And I don't mean government. I mean like uh, businesses and, and everything because with so many nonprofits today and have a, such a small business pool in central Louisiana, our businesses are bombarded with everybody wanting support and financial contribution and things. But, man, as we begin to take this approach – we're going to have to find the common ground where we can really work together and quit trying to have so many duplication of services and come along other nonprofits that are working and serving and, and churches that have ideas and ministries. And, and let's work together, even though we may not agree on everything. And so, I mean, I just want to say I know that's dear to your heart because I've watched you make those hard decisions. And it comes down to one thing is how can I be successful with people working together for one common goal, one common cause, uh, putting energy behind what's going to be the best for everybody's involved. Uh, one of the things in the area I last represented is that it was always my concern. If I got 27 churches on three to four streets in a community, that community shouldn't be suffering from anything. Amen. And, and I take, I'm taking a look at that. What programs do we offer? You know, are we duplicating programs? Are we doing the same thing? What messages are we carrying into that community? Uh, can pastors come together, you know, on common ground to do those things that's going to be best to have a winning situation? You know, I've strongly looked at those things and, you know, I have a lot of concern about that because I want to see areas in our community, our city, our parish, I want to see them thrive to be the very best of what they can be um, uh, for pastors to be on the same page, to have the same mindset, uh, positive thinking, positive winning, uh, to put um, turf wars behind them. Mm -hmm. You know, this is my area. This is that area. You know, uh, you know, I have a better uh, I hate to even think about this. I have a better church. I have a uh, mm -hmm. a mega church versus your smaller church. Mm -hmm. uh, all those things should be things that should not exist, but the exist of Christian family love, uh, brotherly love, and doing those things that can do those things where we can all come together under that common phrase, uh, our success and our mindset of our footprints in the sand and those footprints in the sand, where's it going to lead us? Uh, the difference, um, our serenity prayer for those things that we have to do to uh, be incumbent of our mindset of the church. Mm -hmm. And uh, those things uh, also uh, are things that has to be thought about and not just, okay, I'm just 
thinking about those things, but I'm doing things. I'm doing things in the community that's going to show that we're going to take away uh, drugs. We're going to take away prostitution. We're going to take away all those things that's bad, that we're going to come and we're going to hold hands based on all forms of uh, race and be diverse. And all the decisions that we have to make in our city, our community, our neighborhoods, uh, civic groups, organizations. And the question is, how can I win? And we win about coming together as a whole. And mm-hmm. it comes back to we love Silla. And in that winning, you know, uh, I think about Romans, how the race of the swift and the strong and how that one is going to endure to the end, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and then pr- and those things are real important uh, to uh, the church, to our community, and to our well-being. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's well put. That's well put. I appreciate you summarizing it in that way because it's so it's so interesting when we look at it. We have an interesting opportunity in Central Louisiana, and you know, because when we say Senla, we're talking about the area, the multi-parish area that makes up Senla and Alexandria Pineville really kind of serves as, a, serves as a service hub for surrounding areas. And um, the, the cool part is when you, when you look at how the task seems so great and you look at it and you're almost like the children of Israel when they went to spy out the promised land, they came back and said, man, we're grasshoppers in their sight. You know, and, and um, they, they felt like the task was too great for them to accomplish it. But the cool part about Alexandria in central Louisiana is it really is small enough that we really and truly can make a difference. Man, well put when you said, you know, we got 27 churches. Yeah, you know, we got 27 churches and we're doing what God called us to do. You're right. There shouldn't be any need or want, you know. And so how do we do that? And it's going to be an exciting 2020 <clears throat> because with all the challenges creates new opportunities I think we're going to have to go back and uh, take the old sidewalk uh, profit uh, strategy and just get back out there. And everybody has their sphere of influence, their job, the place where they travel, the circles they travel in, where if they will just start trying to find ways. And we're not talking about big, big projects, you know, uh, with We Love Sinla. Like your family, your family can show Sinla love. You know, like if you have two kids and get your kids together and say, what are we going to do as a family? You know, do we want to pass out umbrellas to people at a bus stop when it's raining? If you do, get you a car full of umbrellas, you know, go to Home Depot. You can get you a good deal on them. You know, how do you want to express that love? How do you want Sinla to know that they're loved? You don't have to wait for your church to get on board. You don't have to wait for your business to get on board. We don't have to wait for the city government to get on board because every family, if they would just prayerfully consider, how can I make a difference? Because you're constantly shopping at the same grocery store, going to the same places, going to the same ballparks or the knitting club or whatever you're part of, but you can go right where you are and really and truly make a difference. And, uh, man, Mr. Roosevelt, uh, I can't wait to see what, God's going to do in our lives together in 2020 in this whole new capacity that you're serving Senlai in, not as a city government, not as a government official, but as a citizen, man, you know, that uh, 
your love for the city is as great as it was when you were sitting on city council or president of city council. And so we're going to see some great things. Yeah, we're going to see some great things. And I, and, and, and I will say this. In love and sin law, and we just finished with the holidays. We just finished with Thanksgiving, Christmas, and we're looking forward to 2020. But one of the things that's most important is our involvement in the community and helping others and looking at the need. When it comes down to crime, crime prevention, I've paid close attention, especially to our youth. Uh, in the church at Thanksgiving, there's Thanksgiving basket, there's Thanksgiving of the need that churches provide uh, for the needed. There's toys for tots. There's a lot of programs out there through the Salvation Army, through a lot of programs where uh, the need is met for families and children. And so I say that because uh, the injustice of some of the things that people do, if you're involved in a godless spirit and working with the churches and the community, uh, there's a way and there's a better way uh, through the family values of what happens to our youth and the things that they can be protected from. Uh, it's in within the church itself to be given. That's why we have the churches and that everlasting spirit of we love sell law and the things that has to be given for things that people should not do based on the injustice that they do. But I want to see love for their uh, families, love for their children, and the family responsibility at home. And it comes down to the father, the mother, and leadership of that family and guidance of going back to the church and Sunday school. So We Love Sin-in-Law is a story that's within your hearts, within your love of your everlasting spirit. Boy, well said. Well said. And man, I just want to say thank you for believing in that. Thank you for being willing to partner with our vision. And man, you are a prime example of what we had in store when God put birth this in our heart. Because you do not, you're not a member of Family of Grace. You're a member of Sinla. And that's what we want is individual people giving an outward expression of love to an area that is hurting in an area that is struggling so that we can truly make a difference for the good. I want to, I want to wrap up with this. Uh, years ago, uh, you know, I read this article, this book, uh, seven habits of highly influential people by, uh, Sean Covey and those guys. And one of the things they talked about in that book that I, I use as a pattern for my life daily is there is the circle of concern and there is a circle of influence and we need to be obsessed with the circle of influence more than we are the circle of concern. The circle of concern is, uh, man, what's happening in Washington? I can't do anything about that. You know what I mean? I don't have influence there, but I have influence in Alexandria. And uh, what's happening in Iraq, what's happening with Iran, all that stuff, that's beyond most of our ability to influence it outside of writing or calling your senator or representative. But I'm telling you that what's happening on your street, whether you live in Tennyson Oaks, Charles Park, whether you live in the Sonia Quarters, on Bolton Street, um, multifamily housing, no matter where you live, you and your family can be the difference. And uh, would you prayerfully consider how you can impact your circle of influence the place where you can really make a difference. Hey, if you're interested in a greater piece on this, we love Sinla. 
<clears throat> being part of it. Matter of fact, we just uh, received an email this week from a business, a local business, that uh, said, hey, how can we get involved with We Love Sinlaw? And, man, we're excited about meeting with them next week. And so if you're a business owner or part of a business or just a resident of Sinla and you want to be part of a movement, they talk about grassroots all the time. If you want to be part of a grassroots movement, then let's start with Loving Sinla. You can go to our website at family-grace.com slash forward slash we-love-sinla. And uh, you can get all the information you need there. You can send us an email. Uh, Bree will share that again in the uh, exit of this podcast. Councilman Roosevelt, thank you, sir. Thank you. For spending time with us and today. If people want man. a yard sign, we love Sinlaw to tell yes, their story. Yes, if you want a yard sign, come by our south campus, 4200 South MacArthur Drive. Man, thanks for that shout out. Uh, 4200 South MacArthur Drive. Uh, it's one thing to see them on the side of the road. But it's something else to see them in people's yards. And this church is working to lead the way in yeah. our community, in this parish, in the state, and the region. Thank you so much. Hey, guys, as you're out there fighting the good fight of faith, man, uh, working hard, hustling every day to make a difference, remember that as you are determined to hustle very hard, that God will seek, as you seek God, that great things will happen in your life. And, uh, man, you are the difference. Quit looking for someone else to be the difference because you are the difference maker right where you are. We'll see you next time on Real Talk. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Real Talk with Brad Webb. We hope you enjoyed it. If you are interested in finding out more about We Love Sinlot, visit us on our website at www.family-grace.com forward slash we-love-sinlot. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.